0: Hi, everyone. This is Heather Welpley. Welcome to Create Your Own Rules for Life. I'm a speaker and award-winning author that works with women to let go of perfect and live their truth. If you're tired of the weight of should and supposed to and want to have more joy and freedom in your life, this podcast is for you. Hello, and welcome back to Create Your Own Rules for Life for episode number two. (laughs) I wanted to pick a topic for this episode that I thought would resonate with pretty much everyone out there. So here it is, doing less. Almost everyone I know struggles with slowing down and doing less. And I have for sure had my own struggles as well. I still struggle with it sometimes, and even more so in the past. So if you feel guilty or just plain uncomfortable, slowing down, doing less at work, giving less than your absolute best all the time, laying on the couch and doing nothing, saying no when someone asks you to volunteer, or just generally relaxing, this episode is definitely for you. So before we dive into the how to do less, and I promise I will give you some concrete strategies later, I absolutely promise that because I always want you to walk away from these episodes with some deeper knowledge about yourself and some emotional connection and also some steps that you can take, some things that you can actually do in your day-to-day life. So before I get to that, I want to share a little background. And first, I want to say Three things loud and clear that I feel like I'm going to be saying on a lot of podcasts that kind of ground almost everything when we talk about these rules, the rules that we have been handed, which is first that you are not alone. Even just listening to my story, if you listen to the first episode, you know that I was a complete and total overdoer. Like As I've reflected on it, I think I was actually more of an overdoer in general than an overachiever because I overdid fun and exercise in addition to school and work. So that showed up in all areas of my life for me. But I also know through coaching women, And just working with a lot of people across the board, regardless of their gender, that this is hard for so many people. It's hard to do less. It's hard to take on less. It's hard to slow down. It's hard to relax. So you are not alone if this is true for you as well. And second, it's not your fault. It's not your fault if it's hard to do less. So no guilt or judgment for this being hard. I'm going to talk more in just a minute about why it's hard, but the biggest thing I want you to hear here is I don't want your inner critic starting to go crazy for this being hard. So no guilt, no self-judgment for the discomfort or like feeling like I should just be able to relax. Like, why is this hard? Why is it hard for me to do less or to say no? It's because it is hard. It's because of the rules that you have been handed. So we'll get into that in just a second. And third, you can do something about this. You can do less. So whether that's at work, in your business, at home, as a parent, social commitments, it doesn't really matter. All of it, you really can do less. And that's where I'm going to give you some strategies later on to start start you on that journey of doing less. Before we get there, I want to talk about why. Why is this so hard for so many of us to do less? The biggest thing is that we get messages every single day telling us to do more. I was just having this conversation with two women yesterday at a party. We were talking about perfectionism and how much we get those messages of you always have to be busy. You always have to be doing more. You always have to take on more work. If you're building a business, bigger is always better. We get those messages all the time, which makes it really hard to slow down. I mean, that hustle culture is real. I think back to the beginning of the pandemics, like two and a half years ago at this point, and how so many messages were out there about how to use this time productively. Do you remember that? Like things like, oh, well, Shakespeare wrote whatever play during the plague, or take this time to get in shape, or to learn a new language. I mean, just all the things. It was completely ridiculous. Like a more appropriate message would have been something like, hey, it's super hard right now. And there's a lot of uncertainty. I know you're really scared and trying to figure out a whole new way of living. So like, how about you just be kind to yourself right now, instead of trying to write the next great American novel, instead of trying to build the best home gym and get yourself in great shape, like, why don't you just rest a little more? We were not hearing those messages, at least not until we all got to the point of extreme burnout and then started talking about it more in public. And I know that that is an extreme example, but I feel like it's such a good illustration of just how out of whack our culture is when it comes to slowing down and doing less. And a lot of those messages end up connecting what you do to your worth. So you end up feeling like doing less makes you less. And I will tell you right now, it does not. Doing less does not make you less. Doing less will never make you less of a person, less worthy, less deserving. And also doing more doesn't make you more worthy, more of a person or more deserving. They just aren't connected. So, some of that is these bigger messages that we've gotten from our culture all around us. But let's be honest, like there's also some pretty specific external pressure to do more with less time, which is always connected to the cultural messages, too. But, like, I know many of you at work are being asked to do more with less. Like, two people from your team get laid off, but the work doesn't go down at all. So, that just means you have to take on more work. Or you see, like, I also see a lot of my friends who are parents and like, I'm seeing the same thing in like parenting and social lives of like, we just, there's so much pressure to do more, to have your kids be in all sorts of sports and just do all the things. And for you to do all those things as well, it's big. Like there's a lot of that external pressure to do more with less time and just eke every single drop of productivity out of every moment that's out there. And then finally, this is an interesting one, but it can also being slowing down can also be hard because of what you witnessed in your family, growing up, those people that you were around early in your life. like if your mom never sat down for a full meal at dinner because she was always up and down, always getting something for someone that can make you feel like whether you're a parent or not, that can make you feel like, oh, I should never sit down. I should always be taking care of other people. I should always be doing the next thing. Or maybe your entire family never really slowed down. And so you took on those messages that I shouldn't slow down either, or it can make it really uncomfortable to actually break those rules and slow down. And your rules might come from different places as well. So know that if it, if I didn't mention something here that was resonating with you, like there's other reasons out there as well. But I wanted to give a little bit of background of like why is this so hard? It's because all those experiences and messages those become those rules that we talk about and creating your own rules for life. Like these become rules. That make you feel guilty for doing less, or like it's lazy to rest, or you have to be productive all the time, or that you're disappointing someone if you're not giving them a hundred percent of you all of the time. And if you feel any of that, these are the rules that I'm talking about. And they're the ones I want to help you to break because this is all about creating your own rules for life. So you get to choose new rules. Just because those are the rules you learned doesn't mean you have to keep following them related to slowing down and doing less or anything else in your life. You can always choose a different way of living. And learning to do less has been one of the biggest rules that I've broken. It's been hard, it's been challenging, and it definitely still comes up every once in a while. And it's also been one with the biggest rewards because doing less over time has made me feel healthier, just better in general, have more energy. I'm able to be more present with people in my life, whether that is friends or family or out on a date or listening to a conversation between people, Like all of those things. I'm able to be more present there with those people. I also have the capacity for bigger yeses in my work life and in my personal life. Because I'm not bogged down by all those little yeses. Like I have the capacity to think more broadly, to be creative, to to have new ideas come to me. Like I need to do less in order for those things to come to me. It's not going to happen. Like creativity is not going to happen for me when I'm just driving, driving, driving all the time. And it just feels good to do less. It's almost become to the point now where if I have a busy week or two that I don't have some space, I start craving it. I start craving that space because I love just sitting on my patio with a book or a podcast or just sitting there looking at the trees without feeling guilty. I feel like that that also, this like doing less has opened this doorway to a greater connection with my body and with my inner knowing. And that goes like way beyond our podcast episode today but I have no doubt that we'll get into inner knowing and body in later episodes. So know that this is all connected. So for today, that was a little bit of the why, like, why do we feel this way? Where is it coming from? Not your fault, not your fault. So no guilt, no inner critic, no judgment, and you can do something about it. You don't have to keep on living by these It's lazy to rest, or I always have to be productive. Like you don't have to keep living by those rules for the whole rest of your life. So, I want to give you a few simple ways that you can start doing less that have really worked for me in my journey and a few stories that go along with that. So, the first one is probably the most basic, and it's right in the exact title of this podcast. You have to give yourself permission. You have to give yourself permission to do less. It's the first step to really any kind of change, I think especially that those kinds of changes where you are breaking the rules that you've been taught or you're doing anything that's countercultural or against the way that is quote-unquote normal in our society. Like you have to give yourself permission. If you're sitting there waiting for someone to give it to you, it probably won't happen. So you have to give it to yourself. And I recommend getting really specific like this and and saying it out loud. Like I am giving myself permission to not clean the bathrooms today and read a book instead. Or I am giving myself permission to delegate that task at work. Or I am giving myself permission to go on a slow walk and just enjoy it and just be there to do less, to slow down. To relax, to rest, whatever this looks like for you. Give yourself permission. And beyond that recommendation of you know, saying it specifically, you know, getting specific about it and saying it out loud, I can't really tell you exactly how to do it for yourself, because only you can give yourself permission. But I recommend starting to practice with it in the out loud way and getting really specific. Like not just I'm giving myself permission to slow down but I am giving myself permission to do X, to do a very specific thing. And when you get specific, it gets easier to take it. It gets easier to lean into that and to give yourself permission. So that's step number one, give yourself permission. The second step is something a little bit more tangible that worked really well for me when I began to realize just how much I was over doing and particularly for me, like over-preparing. I was over-preparing for a lot. So what I started to do was experiment with doing less. And I love this word experiment. It applies to so many different parts of life because it just feels playful. Like it feels like there's no commitment to experimenting. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to see what happens So, experimenting just feels like so much lighter, feels so much lighter than I have to get it right or I have to do this thing or I have to do it for six months or a year. It's like, no, just try it once. Experiment with doing less and see what happens. And one way I started doing this is I realized when I started my business, I was getting really nervous for like client calls, like new client calls. So, whether that was with a coaching client or for a potential speaking engagement, and I would weigh, over-prepare. Part of this was maybe related to a little bit of imposter syndrome going on of like, I better prove to them that I know what I'm talking about. I better prove to them that I that I can be great at this job. And so I would over-prepare by doing things like, you know, a beyond the normal amount of reading their website in great detail and looking up all these things about them on LinkedIn and trying to see where we had things in common and and thinking about all the questions they might ask in advance and how I could respond to them. And some of this is good, like probably 50% of it was good, but I went overboard. And I knew that, I realized that, and I realized I didn't really have the time to prepare like that for all of these different meetings I was having. So I had this one upcoming meeting, And it was for a customized training that I was going to be doing potentially for a client. And I decided it was a good place to experiment because I was totally okay if they said no. Like I wanted the work. I was interested in it. But I was like, if they say no, that's fine. This is not like my ideal dream job, dream client that's out there. If they say no, I'm totally okay with that. So I gave myself a time limit. I said, I'm going to prep for this meeting for 30 minutes. And it was with three or four people, their HR director and a couple different leaders from their company. And so I'm going to prepare for 30 minutes instead of my normal, like hour to hour and a half. I'm going to experiment and see what happens. So I did that. I cut myself off after 30 minutes and it was uncomfortable walking into that meeting. Like I felt a little underprepared. I felt like, oh, should I have done more? But then I realized I was just experimenting and it was okay. It was okay if they said, no, I was totally fine with that. And let me tell you, the meeting went just fine. It went just fine. Zero prep probably wouldn't have been a good idea either, but I also very much knew in that moment, I didn't need an hour, an hour and a half either. 30 minutes was plenty of time for me to prep for this meeting. And then I could just go in and I could be present. I could listen to what they were uh, what they were sharing. I could ask good questions and I could connect with them in the moment. And that was going to be worth a whole lot more than trying to over-prepare and say a certain thing or prove to them that I knew what I was talking about and that they should hire me. Like just preparing enough and then showing up and being present and connecting with them That was all I needed to do. And that one experiment gave me the evidence. It gave me the evidence that it was okay to do less, that I didn't need to overdo everything, that I could take that same approach into my next meeting, my next prep meeting, my next meeting with a potential client that was maybe a little more important to me, that was maybe a little bit more of a dream client, of someone that I really, really wanted to work with because i already had this evidence of the experimentation i could take that evidence with me and give myself greater permission to do less the next time so i encourage you to do that same thing take on that mindset to experiment so whether that's preparing like i was talking about so like maybe you review the powerpoint twice instead of four times or you prep for a meeting for 15 out 15 minutes instead of your usual hour Maybe it's all related to preparing like that, but it can also be just simply cutting something out. Like I can remember a few years ago, several years ago at this point, I was on a team and I remember our manager coming in and asking my team member, hey, does anyone ever ask you about that report that you do every single week? And the person said, no, no one ever asked me about it. And our manager's like, great, let's just stop doing it and see if anyone notices. And the answer was no. No no one noticed. And my teammate was spending like an hour or two every single week on this report that she was running and sending out to people. And no one even cared. No one cared that she wasn't doing it anymore because it was clearly a task, a report that wasn't highly needed, at least not every week. So if you're going to do that, maybe talk to your manager first, (laughs) but you can often cut things out and just see what happens. Cut a low risk thing out and see what happens. Experiment with it and see if anyone even notices or see if they care. See if it's important for you to do that thing. So that's step number two, experiment with doing less. And the third one I will tell you, it's been pretty life-changing for me on a deeper level. on a deeper, really, truly breaking the rules and creating a new set of rules for my life. And this happened to me last summer. So summer of 2021, coming into that summer, I was feeling really burned out. I felt like I really needed to do less. And I didn't want to take a full-on sabbatical and not work at all, but I knew that everything in my being, my physical body, my soul, my spirit, it was all craving some space and craving just doing less. And the biggest part of this was because you know, as probably many of you were burned out at that same point of spring of 2021. We were a full year into the pandemic and we were burned out. We were exhausted. So I'm guessing a lot of you felt really similar to me at that same time period. And then on top of that for me I'd been doing some really really deep personal transformation. I've been working with a therapist, been really examining some rules and other parts of my life, not related to doing less in this case. And I remember telling my therapist once that I had underestimated the energy required for personal transformation. And it was true. It was all really good work that I was doing that led me to the second book that I'm writing and led me to the life that I'm living right now. And it was also deep and it took some energy So I knew that I needed some space. So I gave myself that permission to do less. It was super conscious. Like I was like June, July, and August, I'm going to do less. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to decide what I want to do that day. Of course, I'm going to serve all of my clients, the ones that I already have, the speaking agents I have on the calendar, the coaching clients that I have. Of course, I'm going to show up for them and give them my all, but I'm not going to do all of the like extra stuff. Like I'm not going to post on social media four times a week. And there's some things I'm going to put off. I also took every single Friday off. I decided ahead of time, I'm going to take every single Friday off and I am going to hike, whether it's with a friend or on my own. I really wanted to explore Colorado. So this was a very conscious decision made ahead of time. And then when it got to June and I started to actually do it. So do less in this case. It was really uncomfortable in a way that very much surprised me because it had been so conscious, and because I thought I'd done all this work to let go of those old rules. Like I'd already written my book on being an overachiever, breaking the rules, and slowing down and doing less. Like I'd done all that, so it really surprised me that these rules came up and they they felt like Heather it's two, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. And like, you should be working right now. Like that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be doing less. You should be working or because it's my slow season, which it is. The summer is usually my slower season in general. Anyway, you should take advantage of this time. And like, you should be reaching out to people and you should do all these things. Like all the shoulding you've heard. I mean, I probably said it like eight times in those few sentences, all of the shoulds were there and they were weighing on me. And so I initially thought Against them. I was like, no rules. Like, I don't like you. I don't like you being here. I want you to get out of the way. (laughs) I fought against them and it wasn't really working. It wasn't really working to fight against them. And in probably week two or three of this, so I was still doing less, but it was still uncomfortable. And I was fighting against these old rules that had shown up out of nowhere. I was sitting out on my patio and I was journaling. And I had this epiphany moment that instead of fighting against the rules, I needed to surrender to what felt good. And in that moment, it was like my shoulders dropped. And it just felt like this release and this freedom of instead of fighting against something, fighting against those rules, I could surrender into what felt good. And that was a total shift of energy, of approach, of mindset, everything. So I would wake up then in the morning and say, what feels good today? What does my body need? What does my spirit need? Where am I being called? And even in the moment, if that discomfort would come up, I would just shift it and say, what feels good? What do I need to do or not do in order to feel good right now. And it was amazing. And that's something that you can do for yourself too in very little ways. You don't have to take three months to do less at work in order to have this practice. You can just ask yourself, what would feel good right now? So if you've given yourself that permission to say, lay down on the couch for two hours and take a nap or watch a good TV show or read a book, And then you sit down to do it and that guilt comes up or that feeling of like, oh, wait, I have these two hours and I'm behind on my to-do list and I should go get up and I should do that instead of the relaxing that I'm doing now. Pause, take a breath and ask yourself, what would feel good right now? And I would say good on that deeper level. Because sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking, know, what would feel good right now is to get up and do my to-do list because it's not feeling good to feel guilty sitting here. So I'm going to get up and do my to-do list. But in reality, what would feel good on that deeper level is doing less, is sitting on that couch and relaxing, is saying no to that extra project at work, is saying no to the friends that you do want to see. But gosh, tonight... That dinner party that they got, you got a last minute invite to, it just feels like too much. So instead, listen to your body, listen to your soul, listen to your heart, listen to your spirit, and follow what would feel good. So those are some ways that you can get started on doing less, giving yourself permission, experimenting with doing less and then surrendering to what feels good. Before we close things out, I also want to offer one more resource for you because if part of your challenge of doing less is saying no, which we didn't really talk about at all today, and I know that that is a barrier for a lot of you, I created an ultimate guide to saying no at work that will give you some additional strategies and even things like conversation templates to have talks with your boss about your workload or say no to networking offers or like true things that you can actually say and you know customize to yourself, but sentences and conversation templates that you can use to start having those uncomfortable conversations. And you can get that link in the show notes. Um, so it's called the ultimate guide to saying no at work. And that link will be in the show notes Or you can go to my website, which is heatherwellpley.com and just scroll to the bottom of that main page and you'll see the sign up there as well. So before we finally close things out and say goodbye in the second episode, I want to share again that it's okay if this is uncomfortable. So no inner critic for it being hard, which happens so often. We start to feel guilty for feeling guilty And I don't want any of that for you. Breaking the rules you've been taught is uncomfortable. So it's okay if it's uncomfortable. And I will tell you, it is also so freeing. It's so freeing to break the rules you've been taught and to do less when your body, when your spirit needs you to do less or just because it feels good. So follow that freedom and start doing less. If you'd like to learn more about my book or hire me as a speaker for your next event, head over to heatherwealthley.com. And if you liked this episode, rate it and share it with your people. Until next time, keep speaking up, living your truth, and changing the world.